Hey guys, welcome back. Today is my wedding anniversary. David and I got married two years ago today on a very snowy day in Pittsburgh. And in honor of our anniversary, I decided to do this week's episode about something I really enjoy about our relationship. Now, there are a lot of things on that list, but today I'm going to tell you about one practice that I think you guys might enjoy too. It's not just for marriages. This is a practice that you can do to deepen any of your important relationships with a friend, a parent, a child, or a partner. So if you want to strengthen your connections with the people that you love most, then this episode is for you. I'm Katherine Sekimo-Wadsworth, and you're listening to You Gotta Try This. Let's get started. Well, like I said, this practice has been a real gift to me and David in our marriage. It's called The Shining Barrier. I read about it in a book called A Severe Mercy by Sheldon Van Auken and C.S. Lewis. And in the first part of the book, Sheldon tells this story about falling in love with his wife and what they did to nurture their relationship. Sheldon and his wife, Davy, realized that often relationships fail because people grow apart. They called it a creeping separateness in which the partners eventually slip away from each other by retreating into their separate worlds. They came up with a plan called the Shining Barrier to make sure that that didn't happen to them. Here's the long and short of it. To protect your relationship, learn to love everything that your partner loves. By choosing to engage intentionally in each other's lives and interests, you can maintain and strengthen your connection. Each shared experience is a thread that ties you together, and over time, it creates a protection against the creeping separateness. It's believing that if the person you love loves something, then there must be something lovely about it. So it's making your best attempt to find whatever that is and love it too. At the very least, it's making an effort to hear and understand what they love about it. Now, you obviously still have your own preferences, your own likes and dislikes, but the shining barrier is about demonstrating and maintaining an interest in each other's interests. Essentially, it's choosing to turn toward each other rather than away. Ultimately, it's about respecting the other person. Whenever people try to share things with people they love, it's a bid for connection. And you have a choice to say yes or to say no. Sometimes I see people belittling each other's interests, just refusing to engage with the person they love about the things that they care about. They're just dismissive or uninterested. And that is a recipe for creeping separateness. Because if you tell your partner or your friend or your child that this thing that they are interested in is not worthy of your time and attention, that might lead them to believe that you don't think they are worthy of your time or attention. It probably won't be long before they stop trying to share things with you. After a while, the connection between you frays. What if instead you were curious? What if you asked questions and tried to appreciate what they shared? How do you think that would change your relationship? I can tell you what it's done for us. It's deepened our connection in so many ways, and I think we understand each other better because we better know where the other person's coming from. 
We have a better grasp on each other's histories and experiences. And because we keep saying yes to each other, it makes us want to share even more. So I know that if I try to share more of myself with David, he'll receive it with curiosity and love. The first Christmas Eve book I ever gave to David was A Severe Mercy, and so right away we started to try to build our shining barrier together. When we first started dating, we wanted to learn about each other's childhoods, so we organized what we called the Genesis Tours. We took each other around all of our old stomping grounds to see our childhood homes and schools and significant places. I have this picture of him that I love that comes up when he calls me, and he's on the merry-go-round at my elementary school in Michigan. We also went to a park in the South Hills of Pittsburgh where he lost his big wheel bike when he was a kid. As we visited each place, we shared the stories about our childhoods, and rather than just talking about those formational experiences, we got to inhabit those places together. So now when we share stories from when we were kids, we can picture where they happened and understand more. We really make an effort to learn about and understand each other's hobbies and passions. So even if I'm not drawn to something personally, if it's important to David, then it's important to me and vice versa. So we read each other's favorite books and watch each other's favorite movies. We go to concerts of each other's favorite bands. One of David's favorites is Radiohead, and they haven't toured in quite a while, but two of their members, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood, have their own side project together called The Smile. And last fall, we got tickets to see them, and David ended up getting a terrible headache the night of the show, and he couldn't make it, but I went anyway, mostly because he loves them. Next month, he's coming with me to check a big one off my bucket list. We got tickets to see Adele, and I cannot wait. Sharing the things that we love doesn't mean that we love them at the same level. I used to joke that golf was just the dumbest sport, and I'd only played once or twice in my life, but I had no interest in it whatsoever. But David grew up playing and watching golf a lot, so I'm learning about it. We watch the big tournaments together on TV, and I've learned all the terms, and I now know quite a few of the big-name players. I even have my favorites. I actually get into the drama of it, and now I've tried to play, and I have discovered that I'm not going to take up golf as a personal hobby, but we've gone to the driving range, and I have a lot more respect for the sport. He played around on our honeymoon, and I happily went around to drive the cart. We set up a little putting green in our living room during the Masters tournament a couple of years ago, and it was so fun. So to my surprise, I really enjoy sharing the experience of golf. With David. He is currently reading my favorite book from last year, which is one that I doubt he would have picked up on his own. But he wants to understand what's captivating me so he can talk to me about it. As I've shared before, he's an artist, and a couple of times a year he exhibits his work at these festivals around the area, and I love going with him to sit in the booth. Even though it's often really hot or freezing cold or raining during these outdoor festivals, it's such a delight to be there with him and to see how people are responding to his work. I'm just so proud of him, and I'm so glad that I can be present for that part of his life. I'm an amateur photographer, and I'm constantly stopping to snap pictures of things that are beautiful, that caught my eye. 
And not only is David not bothered by this, he encourages it. He's even painted a couple of my photos, which has been a really fun collaboration. So those are just a few examples of the way that we're trying to build a shining barrier together. But they are these ways that we're trying to enter each other's worlds. And I think you should try this today in your important relationships. Be curious about your person's interests. When they share something with you, ask questions. Give them your full attention and really listen to what they have to say. If they're in a show or a sport or a band, go see it. Show up. See if there's some way you can participate with them in the activity. Let them teach you about it. Be fully present with them and for them. It creates a bond and it strengthens your connection. I think this can be especially powerful with kids. Because often the things they're interested in are not naturally interesting to adults. Like you might think whatever they're into is childish or silly or incredibly convoluted or hard to understand. But when they tell you about it, they are making a bid for connection. And if you're willing to show interest in the things that they care about, they'll keep telling you about it. If you want them to talk to you about the big things in their life, then you have to show that you care about everything they're saying. Because to them, it's all big things. Having this posture in your important relationships will create more opportunities for deeper connection. More connection leads to more sharing, more capacity for vulnerability, and more love. So create a shining barrier around your relationships. You can tie yourselves together so closely that nothing can ever separate you. You gotta try it. Okay, here's my delight for today. I've been doing a little intuitive painting. I'm still solidly in my paint by number era, but David got me some tiny blank canvases for Christmas, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's all abstract, like I'm focusing on patterns and colors and just seeing what emerges, and it's been super fun. I just set up a little painting studio for myself in my office, and I'm loving it. You guys should give it a try. Well, that's it for today. You can find a link to that book that I referenced, A Severe Mercy, in our bookshop. There's a link in the show notes. And I really hope that you'll try the Shining Barrier practice with your people. If you enjoyed this episode, you can share it with someone that you want to practice with. Make sure to hit that follow button wherever you're listening right now and leave us a rating and a review. And remember, you can follow us on Instagram at You Gotta Try This Podcast and send in your delights to You Gotta Try This Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to my editor, Belle Batista. That's it for today. I'm Catherine Sigma Wadsworth, and this is You Gotta Try This. Thanks for listening.